Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. It's 1 p.m. GMT. On a damn Tuesday, that means it's time for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. If you don't know, my name is Simon Miller. Just turned into Kermit the Frog frog there with how much my head went crazy. And this is my pro wrestling show. We do it every Tuesday, 1pm GMT, like I just said. If you are brand new to this broadcast or you've just stumbled across it, please do hit the subscribe button. We are on the pathway to 100,000 viewers. Viewers, subscribe, 100,000 viewers. Best day of my life. (laughs) On the pathway to 100,000 subscribers. We are now, what, we are 5,000 away, there, thereabouts, so that will be good. And yeah, it's time to talk about some wrestling, but before we do, we do some housekeeping, we do some groundwork, at Simonler316 on Twitter and Instagram, that's where you can come call me an asshole, uh, patreon.com forward slash Simonler316, description below has a link right there for you to click, that's how I'm able to do these podcasts, that's how I financially support myself with these things. What else? Pinsandknuckles.com, pinsandknucklesmerch.com, they are a supporter of Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. And look, if you want to get involved today, if you want to, if you have a statement, you have a question, you want to tell me I'm wrong, you want to tell me I'm right, you just want to slap me around the house using words, you can do it using the Super Chat and much like the Patreon, all the Super Chat cash goes back into the fund to make sure the podcast keeps on going. Enough with all that. Shout out to Anthony Tagler in the Super Chat. T-Dog says, lol, hi Kermit. Hello, Gonzo. Let's just all be, um, let's just all be uh, Muppets today. Why the hell not? Big fan of the Muppets. Remember when the Muppets were on Raw? That was really, really strange. And shout out to Tom Talks Rabbit in the Super Chat, who says, watching Bad Boys 1 and 2 before Bad Boys 3 comes out on a Friday. That is why I love the randomness of the internet. This is good. I'm looking forward to it too. I like both Bad Boys films. So a lot has happened from the point where I made the title of this stream, and now... Like If I had known maybe the things that we had learned in the last hour or so, I would have changed it. But it was already up. I was running around doing other things, getting ups and downs ready over on What Culture Wrestling. And of course, when the show ends at 2 p.m., do join me when we go over to What Culture Wrestling's YouTube channel and we do ups and downs live for Raw. Make sure you subscribe to them as well. Let's start with the rumor that's going around. Basically, Rusev updated his Twitter profile. He's changed it now to something else. But he, for a brief while, he updated his Twitter profile. So it just said... Yeah, something on the lines of soon to be a free agent. Now, given that Rusev is a social ma- uh, social media troll king, he's like Finn Balor. I would guess the, the thing is this: if he was, I don't think he would do that if he was in contract negotiations right now. I don't think he would do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Maybe he is about to leave WWE. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Uh, if you've watched my stuff for a long time, you know that I'm a big fan of Rusev. I've always been a big fan of Rusev. And while I respect all the effort that's going into this Bobby Lashley-Lana storyline, it just hasn't really captivated me. It just hasn't, for one reason or another. It doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's trash. It's just not for me. I'm not invested. And that kind of sucks being a Rusev fan because I want to get behind my boy. So if he is going to leave and go to somewhere like AEW Awesome, and if he is going to stay awesome, you know, I don't... like Much like the Marty Skell uh, news that broke this week that he's staying at Ring of Honor, he's got a crazy big deal that's going to give him WWE main roster money, and he's now part of the booking team. And you see some people on the internet being like, unbelievable. It's like... 
Look, he's a human being. He's been offered an incredible deal. He's worked to get that incredible deal. Just be happy for him. And if you really do support Marty Skirl, watch Ring of Honor. That's what I don't get. So many people go, oh, I can't watch him now. You can. Ring of Honor is really accessible. It's 2020. But that's how you support a wrestler. Not by crapping over them because they're doing what's best for themselves, but by going, okay, cool. That's why Ring of Honor want to keep him. Like, as they try and real build the company, they know that Marty Scale can be a draw, that he's popular. They just need to work out a few of the kinks. That's the reason they've done it. And again, if you want to, you know, be in his pocket, go watch him. And then it will all be worthwhile anyway. So, yeah, we'll see what Rusev does. I'm not sure 100% whether it's a good time to go to All Elite Wrestling right now. I mean, we don't know. It's all rumors and speculation. But everyone says that Brody Lee, formerly Luke Harper, is going to go. Matt Hardy's going to go. Brian Cage is going to go. You don't want to be... I don't know. You don't want too much of an influx of new talent and just be one extra guy. You want to kind of balance that out a little bit, I think. But, hey, we will We will see. We all knew this was going to start. Like, the Matt Hardy rumors began, like, about a week ago. Now we've got Rusev in there. Brian Cage was the weekend. You know, Luke Harper's been a constant one. This is the world we live in now. And Ring of Honor's part of that conversation and New Japan. I look at Dragon Lee or Bandido. Bandido just re-signed with Ring of Honor, right? That's the world we're living at. Competition is running wild, and I don't mind that at all. And as Shelby Lynn in the Super Chat just says, Hey, Shelby, good to see you. Have you heard about the Matt Hardy rumors too? I have. And it was quite hilarious, actually. I did a poll on my Twitter last night. Cheap plug at Simon316. Can't give me a follow. Um, I'd like to get to 100,000 on there as well. Imagine I had 100,000 Twitter followers and 100,000 YouTube subscribers. I would just do this. I would just stare off into the distance forever because I don't think I'd ever be able to get my head around it. But yeah, I, I put up who should be, you know, who could be the leader of the Dark Order. And one was Matt Hardy. And some guy replied saying, Simon, Matt Hardy is not going to leave WWE and go to AEW to be part of Dark Order. He clearly started his own thing, even though all the rumors, all the rumors are saying that he is going to join the Dark Order. And that guy was such an ass. I now really want Matt Hardy to join the Dark Order just so I can go, well, sorry about that, friend. Twitter's a weird place. Like somebody tweeted me earlier just going, Simon Miller looks like he could be a good wrestler, but looks are clearly deceiving. I was like, I don't mind that you think I'm a crap wrestler, like you're allowed to think that. But to go out of your way to think, I'm just going to send a horrible message to this man. The internet is a very, very strange place. A very, very strange place. Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish in the Super Chat says, if you were a heel in wrestling, would you heal on YouTube? Now, I've had this conversation before. It wouldn't work because so many people wouldn't realize what I was doing. So I'd constantly have to explain what I was doing and the whole thing would fall apart. Maybe here and there I would do it as and when, but no. And everyone goes, oh, you're breaking kayfabe. Look, kayfabe is dead. I didn't break kayfabe. I had Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast the other day talking about matches, watching matches and explaining everything that they were doing. If Stone Cold Steve Austin is allowed to pull back the curtain, I think we all are. You know, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. If he thinks it's okay, I think it's okay. So no, I don't think I'd double up on YouTube. I also think people would get pissed off on it because to me, the most important thing about presenting or videos or whatever is honesty and transparency and that obviously wouldn't be but we do some videos like that of course but i think it would be glaringly obvious what we were doing right let's get into the title of the video after seven minutes <laughs> of podcasting or live streaming whatever you want to call it <clears throat> i absolutely loved raw i love the ending to raw as ever there's the contingent that just always oh, rubbish i didn't like it i thought it did so much right don't get me wrong the idea of a fist fight was absolutely ludicrous because it just turned out to be a last man standing match and i don't know why you'd, un you'd invest years in what a last man standing match is but then when you have the opportunity to have one you'd call it a fist fight you know it was like no dq weapons are allowed and, and the only difference was when you know the big show went down the referee didn't count to 10 the ref just went yeah he's dead and seth went all right cheers mate <laughs> that was the only difference it wasn't even fists 
we just use kendo sticks and chairs and tables. So I thought that was a little bit of a ruse, especially because WWE tried to protect it to such an extent. That was a bit disappointing. But I mean, WWE does do that a lot. They are not the greatest company at executing teases. And that is a shame. It is a shame. But I mean, I don't care. The match itself was really fun. Kevin Owens turned into a skateboard and he's jumping off Ollie and, you know, off the side of the stuff people being smashed through tables but the really really cool thing was how we actually had a payoff we had an evolution we had progression to the buddy murphy alistair black stuff and i think wwe executed it brilliantly buddy murphy loses again against alistair black i know there was a botch in that match the ref who cares it happens throw it over there but he loses again stays by ringside absolutely devastated then when seth Rollins is in trouble he looks at buddy murphy says dude please help me you know seth is a coward buddy murphy goes nah mate i'm not gonna do it and then he changes his mind he gets in, and not only is now Seth Rollins' group growing, Buddy Murphy is in a top faction on Raw, which means hopefully this is part of the push to make him a top guy. We haven't seen that in so long. I'm doing it on here. I get a round of applause for WWE. I just thought it was so well done. And also, it did everything that you want Raw to do. Do I want to watch next week? Yes. Am I excited about Buddy Murphy potentially becoming a main event guy? Yes, like Evolution with uh, Batista and Randy Orton. Hopefully, that's what happened. It's not guaranteed, but at least we put them in the right position to do it. You know, Does it help Seth Rollins and AOP? Yes. Does it keep that group evolving? Yes. Like it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm not the biggest Buddy Murphy fan in the, world, in the world, but I tell you, each and every week that this happens, I'm becoming more and more of a Buddy Murphy fan, and that is the point. I know you can get into the whole heels and faces stuff, but that's just a mess in 2020 as it is. But I absolutely loved it. And I thought, again, if you want to be that guy and you were going to rate all three Alex the, Alistair Black Buddy Murphy matches, <coughs> excuse me, I'd probably put this at number three. But that's not an insult. It was still excellent. They just had two better matches. You know, that's, that is absolutely cool. And I really want to see where this is going to go. Because who, you know, who's who's their um, uh, their opponents? I don't, is Big Show staying around? I'm not sure. Is Alistair Black going to join in there? I don't know. Will Rey Mysterio go and help them out? Will Andrade go and help Seth Rollins' group? Could you start doing that? Should have started doing all this before Survivor Series and done some five on five, but whatever. It just, it gets me excited and it gets me asking questions that I want to ask as opposed to the usual end of Raw where you're like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. So no, I, I I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Uh, shout out to Mario Cisternis. I hope I got that right in the super chat. Hello from Australia. Cannot wait to see what you think of our boy Buddy Murphy. Well, look, I just I just ran wild on him. I think he's. I, I I thought his performance was good too. When Charlie Caruso went out to him on the outside and just said, you know, Buddy, can you you know can you you know, tell us what you're feeling? He was just like, no. I thought he he did really really well. Like, he's not gonna win an Oscar. But he just played his role perfectly when he turned Seth Rollins down for a few seconds and then changed his mind because he thought, you know what, screw it, who cares anymore? All of it was top. All of it was top. Buddy Murphy is, and Alistair Black, and AOP, and Seth Rollins. There is something here that if done right, we can jump on. And I just, I like the fact that WWE paid off a long-term angle. They did. They they have. And they, look, and look, as much as I don't like the Bobby Lashley-Lana stuff, as we already talked about, at least they are investing there in a long-time angle too. And if you like it, more power to you. Chicken Salad in the Super Chat says, uh, Miss Raw was at the championship game, but heard it was good. Look forward to your content every week. Thank you, Chicken Salad. And just so you know, you are one of the reasons Raw probably won't do a good rating this week because <laughs> that championship game is going to steal all of WWE viewers. Well, I hope you had a good time and I'm glad, I'm happy that you watched, my friend. As I say to everybody, I'm in a views-based business. If you didn't watch, I'd be in a lot of trouble. So I owe you one. Uh, Tom Talks, rubbish. <coughs> Excuse me, what's going on? In Super Chat says, nice surprise, ups and downs for impact. Oh, you're very welcome. But um, 
Yeah, we usually do ups and downs for Impact pay-per-views. We did uh, Slammiversary, and we did one before that as well, which I now can't remember. And hey, look, I got to kick Sammy Callahan's ass in April. He lost his world title. It was just uh, a lovely opportunity for me to for me to rag on rag on Sammy Callahan. Countdown is on as well. Less than three months. Three months, February, March, April. Less than three months till I go out to Florida and I kick Sammy Callahan's ass. You can get tickets now as well. <clears throat> if you go find Pro Wrestling Revolver on Twitter or whatever, tickets are available. I need all the help I can get. I realize, you know, while I keep running my mouth, still Sammy Callahan, he's a bit crazy. And it's a what culture death match. If you're going to be at WrestleMania weekend, Saturday morning, come to Pancakes and Pile Drivers 4, I would massively appreciate it. Uh, shout out to Lamel, KH2, and Oscar up for Charlie. I like that she didn't badger him and just offered condolences after he refused to talk. Yeah, I thought she was good throughout the show, Charlie Caruso. I think she gets too hard. She gets a hard rap, I think. She's only saying what she's told to say. And then some people like, you know, jump down her throat. She's just doing the job she's told to do. I think she does it very well. I like her. I think she's fine. Uh, yeah, the Bobby Lashley and Lana stuff. The, the, most, the biggest thing that I'm worried about that is next week, Lana said there's going to be a mixed challenge. I'm hoping I missed the words tag team match or something. What is a mixed challenge? Like, hopefully it's just like the Facebook stuff, right? And that's just the term they use now, and I'm, I'm worrying about it. But WWE has done so many crazy stuff with this. What is it going to be, an egg race? Is it going to be a sack race? Are going to play chess? Like, what kind of challenge is this? I don't know. Also, did you hear what Rusev said? I couldn't even comment on ups and downs. And I'm not going to comment on it here. He said, if you come on my face, I will fight you. He didn't mean to say that. That is a slip of the tongue. But 13th of January, 2020, Rusev, one of my favorite wrestlers, said, if you come on my face, I will fight you. We can never undo that. It was kind of annoying that it ended in a distraction finish, but it was always going to. I just feel like I'm done with this now. I would just like to see Rusev kick Bobby Lashley's ass, and then we all go off in our different directions. Although it does seem to me like we're going to break Lana and Bobby Lashley up. Like he, Bobby Lashley yelled at her last week. This week he got mad at her for making the match. Obviously, she challenged Liv Morgan and Rusev, so he kind of barked at her for that. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. We shall see. But yeah, it gives me the fear. All of that stuff gives me the fear because this, this seems to be, you know, WWE's way just to do crazy stuff. The other thing, of course, is no one now for two weeks has mentioned that Liv Morgan said she was a lesbian and having an affair with Lana. I don't know if WWE has just decided not to go in that direction. Uh, given how heavy-handed they can be with those kind of things, I think that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But yeah, just as an aside, if I miss something or you've got an opinion, let me know and we can and we can take it from there. Shout out to the start of Raw as well, now that we're talking about it. I don't know why I found it so refreshing to have Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles open the show. It just felt like they hadn't done that a lot. It's probably not true at all. They probably, probably have done but I liked it. I thought it was irreverent. I thought it was funny. I quite like this new Drew McIntyre guy. I like the fact we had a triple threat match and that Drew McIntyre won. And when they did the finish, they always do in triple threat matches in WWE with the steel pin finish, but I don't care. I liked it. And I'm intrigued to see where we're going with this. I'm going to imagine that the long-term goal could be to do Orton versus Styles again at Mania because both those guys weren't particularly happy with that damn light. And obviously, you've reversed the roles and they would have a good match. I just don't know what we do with Drew McIntyre. Like, we're clearly pushing him hard. I read a report earlier that it could be because BT Sport over here in England are now so BT are now carrying WWE programming and doing a damn good job, if I do say so myself. There's a lot of cool things with it, <clears throat> but um, I don't see. I, I can't see BT saying, "Can you push Drew McIntyre for the British crowd over here?" Maybe they would. I don't know. But I, you know, he's worthy of it, regardless. You know, when I think about what the Brock Lesnar storyline could be. 
in terms of who chucks him out of the Royal Rumble. If it was Drew, I wouldn't be mad about it at all. Or if Brock goes out by somebody else and then Drew wins. I think he needs something. So why the hell not? But yeah, but a decent start to Raw. I told you about Charlotte Flair and Sarah Logan, didn't I? You can go back and watch last week's episode of Ups and Downs. I said they'd do this and they did. Now, again, I said this on Ups and Downs too, but there's a rumor going around that Sarah Logan will be the one to chuck Charlotte Flair at the Rumble. I hope that's true. Do I believe it? No, I think Charlotte Flair will win the Rumble. But if that is the case and it develops into a proper feud, hey, man, I'm happy to be the bald asshole that was really on, really wrong. I really, really am. I will. It's fine by me as long as I get good wrestling TV programming. But I don't understand. She's become like the female Tazawa. She's in high-profile matches, but only there to have her ass whipped. I just don't get why we did it. So that was a bit strange. Brock Lesnar, our truth was one of the best things ever. The only thing that topped it was the ending. But it was so, it was so good. It's the last thing I was expecting. Brock Lesnar, when he's in that kind of mood, is just fun. Paul Heyman played his part perfectly. Our truth is a damn hero. Put him in the Hall of Fame yesterday. It was just an entertaining 10 minutes of television. And I got some people going, I can't believe they would treat our truth like that. Are you kidding me? He's having the time of his life. He absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Kind of intrigued that Mojo Rawley won the 24-7 title. I think I'm reading into this, but I kind of got the impression that maybe we're heading in a new direction, but I think I may be a loser geek mark nerd and that it's just going to be the same. But there was a lot to love. I don't understand why. Well, I do understand why. But when that happened, I was like, well, why did Mojo Rawley just lose to Ricochet? Because it's WWE. Lamel KH2 in the Super Chat says, Oscar up for Charlie. I like, oh, we've done that. No, well, Lamel KH2, you get a second shout out. You're a good man, though. Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish in the Super Chat. Uh, is it banned? I've binged uh, Chris Van Vliet interviews all day. No, not at all. Shout out to my man, CVV. He's smashing it at the moment. I think today he has his interview going up with, I think it's David Benoit is the name of Chris Benoit's son. I am fascinated by that. And more power to Chris for taking that on. That's a tough gig. But yeah, check out Chris Van Vliet's channel if you haven't already, just for that interview. He did one with me because he's a very kind guy last year. Um, but no, he's very, very, he's, he's, he's carved a niche out for himself and he works damn hard. So no, like uh, fair play to him. Uh, AJ Park in the super chat. Hey, Simon, be honest. Do you have a picture of Salami Melonhead, aka Sammy Callahan, on your mirror like Rocky had with Drago, lol? You're damn right. And I wake up and I think about it every day when I'm in the gym smashing and passion i'm just i think of sammy callahan and kicking his ass i gotta be at the top of my game let's not pretend otherwise biggest match i've ever had first match i've done in america going against a guy who was very well known in wrestling doing a death match which is his speciality i've never done a death match before i'm a coward i'm a wuss but i can't go in there and not kick ass i have to kick ass otherwise everyone's gonna go i knew it stupid youtubers part of crap like i told you i got a message earlier with someone just ragging on me for my wrestling so there's no way i can't perform here and it is intimidating and it is scary, but it's also incredibly cool and it's an amazing opportunity. But you've got to grab those with both, uh, with both hands. But yeah, I've got pictures of him everywhere. And I dream of him and I have nightmares about him. But that's how you win. Uh, Mario is back in the super chat. says, golden up for our truth. He didn't get a golden up. Small spoiler there. I treat my golden up these days like Dave Meltzer does with five star ratings. I just think it's more fun to be really, really pedantic with them. But I, honestly, I don't mind WWE doing segments like that. Like, R-Truth is a comedy character, whether you like that or not. I know some people would rather he was more serious, but he is. He's very good in that role. Brock Lesnar was able to what, what, to do what he always do, where somehow he can be both simultaneously, and it's okay. <clears throat> so, no, I, 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 I just loved it. I loved the whole thing. I loved the whole thing. I was laughing. I was smiling. 
it was always going to end with R-Truth. I mean, R-Truth was singing his theme song into Brock Lesnar's face. If you had told me at 8 o'clock last night, before I went to, well, I didn't go to bed at 8 o'clock, but, you know, a few hours before Raw, you would have said, oh, by the way, R-Truth will be singing his theme music into Brock Lesnar's face later. I would be like, man, sign me up for that shiz. That sounds fantastic. So, yeah, just thumbs up all around. R-Truth is great. I think Brock Lesnar is great. I think Brock Lesnar is underrated. <clears throat> I think he's one of the best wrestlers ever. He's totally legit. I'm not saying I like his booking. I think sometimes I would like the the I think the, the the world title has been off TV too long. But in terms of Brock Lesnar and the way he sells and when he's on it and he's and he's motivated, I, I think he's one of the greatest. And people get mad at me when I say that, but that's okay. It's the internet. It's always mad. It's like the Hulk. Uh, Sean Gilhorn in Super Chat says, this is all going to lead to Lana and Liv as new women's tag champs, lol. Well, at least the tag team belts would then be featured on television, right, Sean? So I wouldn't be totally against that. Where have they been? Oscar cares more about the singles title now, and Kari Sane's just someone that holds an umbrella. It's literally what they've been, <laughs> they've been reduced to. It's like the men's tag team belts. The Viking Raiders did an open challenge against the Sings, and it wasn't for the titles, and they built them in 30 seconds. Why does no one else care? Why do the OC don't care? Why do the Street Profits don't care? Why don't Hawkins and Ryder care? I understand they've gone for these belts in the past, but there's just no feuds, and there's no programs. We just have two guys who think they're Vikings come out and go, we want to do an open challenge. Like, why are you talking like Dracula? Don't get it. I don't get it at all. But look, the, 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 the biggest surprise to me is that AEW's tag division, while not perfect and still finding its feet, is leaps and bounds uh, uh, beyond WWE's. And I always thought WWE would use that as a getting off point, as a catalyst, but they haven't done it. I don't understand that. I don't understand it at all. Shelby Lynn, the Super Chat, says, Our truth was hilarious last night. You're damn right, Shelby. Our truth is a national treasure, international treasure. I'm not even in America. And he's such a nice guy. Like, this isn't me name dropping or anything like that, but I tweeted something like, you know, the 24 7, this is months ago last year. The 24 7 title was really good, and our truth is blah, blah, blah. And he just, you know, he just, just sent me a nice little reply and go, thanks, man. He didn't have to do that. He's flipping our truth. He's a good dude all around. Also, doesn't age. Lud he looks younger now than he did 20 years ago. No, no idea what that's about. Uh, and Anthony Tag on the Super Chat says, I think we need truth versus Brock after last night. No, I don't think we do, man. I think knowing WWE, look, they only gave Kofi seven second against him. Finn Balor got murdered. Daniel Bryan kind of went in there. Poor our truth would get absolutely smashed. Absolutely smashed. Although I'd like to see it. I'd like to see our truth win. The only... I know they wouldn't have done this, but my only slight reservation was, not reservation, but I would have loved for Brock Lesnar to have won the 24-7 title. He could have just given it away during the Raw Rumble, but I think there would be a really interesting, uh, what's the word, situation you could have put Brock in when he's in the Rumble and all the 24-7 geeks are trying to get him. Also like, yeah, I really don't want to do this. And I also think it would have got people talking today. So we'll see, we'll see. But when, when, when he did tease that, I was a bit like, oh, I kind of want to see it. I do. And we mentioned Oscar and Kyrie saying in the Becky Lynch segment. I liked it. I like the contract signing. I think sometimes WWE goes back to the well too much. However, on the flip side to that, it worked. You know, and I thought the selling of the green mist like it was hydrochloric acid was perfect. You know, if you, if you want me to make me buy into what is essentially green food coloring or whatever, yeah, do it like that. You know, the way Becky sold it was great. I just don't know if I like Lynch's... I'm being a massive nerd, but her um, approach to all of this, you know, I, I think some of her character is meant to be based on the likes of Conor McGregor, a little bit of Stone Cold in there. And the, the, the reason I think people gravitate towards those guys is because even if they thought, 
you know, like when Conor McGregor fought Nate Diaz. I, I think deep down he knew what a challenge it was. We never said that. He was like, no, I'm going to kick your ass. And that made everyone go, oh, he's going to kick his ass. Having Becky Lynch, like, you know, thinking about signing the contract but not being sure. And then kind of cutting that promo after she had stuff spat in her face. But still, there's just sort of a slight reservation there. I would have, I would rather she was much more fired with it. And she did that last week too. I would rather, you know, a more fired up Becky Lynch. But she was fired up at the end of the thing. But that was just a little bit of a disconnect for me. But again, I'm being massively, massively um, uh, pedantic there. I liked all of it. And it felt different too. And Oscar, I really want Oscar to win. I just think <clears throat> I just think it tells a better story. I apologize for my cough. I don't know where that's come from. I just think it's a much better story to tell. It's, you know, I, I think we'll do Shayna versus Becky at, at WrestleMania. But sometimes I think you've got to jump on the bandwagon and jump on the train when it presents itself. And now that we have gone whole hog with this whole Becky can't beat Oscar, have her lose again. Have her lose the title. And then she wins it back at WrestleMania. Has a three-month build. I think you get a much better reaction to that. And I think you can really, then you can kind of justify this whole falling off the, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Because, you know, it's kind of come out of nowhere. Becky almost like, not her fault, it's the story. But Becky almost turned around and went, uh, by the way, I don't think I can beat Oscar. And Oscar was like, you can't beat Oscar. And I just, let's prove that. Let's back that up. And then let's get the redemption down the line. Let's not do the redemption only four weeks later. You know, WWE has been so much better at long-term storytelling. Let's buy into that. And I just think it would be really, really interesting. Uh, Tom Talks Roberts in the Super Chat says, One storyline you loved that everybody else hated. Well, I don't know whether they, um, whether they hated it. It was so long ago. I wasn't part of, you know, people yelling at each other. The internet probably wasn't even a thing. But when Armin Johnson was feuding with the nation, and he, I've told this story a thousand times, but when he turned on the, when he turned on whoever he was with at the time and joined the nation of domination, I was devastated. I was actually mad. I was mad at Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> I don't think anybody cared for that storyline. I used to watch all the B programming in the week, like Jacked and Heat and Metal and whatever the hell it was called at the time, to hopefully get an update. I knew they weren't going to update me till Raw. I was devastated. But I imagine a lot of people didn't, not necessarily hated it, but probably didn't care about it. Uh, Bush and Ryu Cat in the super chat. Simon, hand on heart. Same to you, my friend. All hand on hearts, those super chats today. Hope you're well. I'm all right, thank you. I've got a, myst a mystery cough from nowhere. I think I probably ate something. Uh, two theories for Lesnar at the Raw Rumble. Like you said, he loses to a Raw guy and a SmackDown wins the Rumble, so each brand gets to the WrestleMania main event. Or Lesnar wins and faces the Fiend at WrestleMania to have a double champ like at Wrestle Kingdom 14. No, ne look, I'll tell you this now. Never against any proposals or fantasy booking where we unify the world titles. I just think that's... I don't like two world titles. I've said this a thousand times. I don't think it's the end of the world. Like, it doesn't offend me. But when I'm explaining wrestling to people and you sell this two world champions, they always go, well, how does that work? Luckily, boxing is a broken sport, so you can compare it to that. But I like the idea of one world champion. I think it's more interesting. I think it makes the belt mean more. And look... If you're looking at it from a marquee point of view, what is going to get people interested? I think Lesnar versus um, Bray Wyatt is an interesting match and one that you'd be like, huh? Um, I, I think it's interesting. I don't think they're going to do that. If I had to guess, oh, it's difficult. <clears throat> I think I, I've got this crazy fantasy theory that it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And The Undertaker is going to make a surprise entrance at the Royal Rumble and take out Brock Lesnar. Not win the Royal Rumble, just take out Brock Lesnar and then... I think Edge is going to return. I'm a bit, this is me in fantasy, but I don't actually. I'm half and half. And then Edge returns, wins a SmackDown one, and you do Edge versus Bray Wyatt. Again, that's two great matches. But you also have to factor in Cain Velasquez, but he could also take the Undertaker spot in that. 
I don't know. But, I, you know, double champ stuff, Bushin, always, 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 always. I hope one day we do do it. Although at this point, I'm, I doubt that we would. But I like the idea, and it's cool storytelling. It would get a lot of people interesting because people would be mad that Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble, and that does usually equate to better ratings. I don't know why. People say they're not going to watch, but they do. I'd, I like the idea of Brock going one all the way. I'd be a little bit like, oh, we should have given it to somebody else. But as I've told you, I'm a Brock Lesnar mark, so it's all my fault. Uh, Red Wolf in the Super Chat says, do you think the AOP is on course with the Viking Raiders? Well, I certainly hope so. I don't know why they haven't already spun off to do that. I guess you can take your time. There's no rush. And maybe that's why the AOP, uh, the um, uh, the Raiders are, are treading water a little bit. That's a good point, Red Wolf, actually. If that's where we end up, then I don't mind what we're doing now. I would like it till we get to the point where all the belts are on that new faction. I I really would. I think when a, a faction or a group has all the belts, it just makes them feel more badass. That was the problem with... Oh, whose group was it? I can't remember. There was a group in the last few weeks who were like, we're the best, we're the best, and they just lost. You know, you're crap. <laughs> you know, I'm going to watch this from a from a believability point of view. So... Yeah, that, you know, that, that always that always sucks a little bit. Uh, Dan Lemley in the Super Chat says, I love Becky, but it's time for a title change. I, I think so, especially with the story, right? I'm not an advocate for just changing the belt for, for, for the sake of it, but yeah, it does feel right, and you've got a story to back it up, and that's that's what it's all about. So hell yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree, and I think... Don't just have Becky win because it's fun to Becky to win. Also, Becky's almost held the belt for a year. We've given her a good run. She's super over. Everyone loves her, as they should. She can afford to lose the belt. Stone Cold Steve Austin always used to lose the belt. And it just made him even more popular. Uh, Bushin is back in the super chat. Good to see you again. Sorry, Simon. This is part two. You don't have to apologize to me, my friend. This is your show. It's a pleasure having you here. Do you see amateur wrestling being phased out of television coverage? I'm afraid it's being eclipsed by MMA and pro wrestling, but I feel it's an honorable sport. Hard for me to comment on because amateur wrestling has never been a big deal over here. I really liked it as a kid, especially in the Olympics, but you had to go out of your way to find it. In America, I would guess so, right? Because MMA has certainly gone worldwide. Pro wrestling has always been worldwide to a certain extent, especially when Sky TV got it over here. And amateur wrestling has never done the same thing. Is it still in the Olympics? I think that's the key. If it's not in the Olympics anymore, then it may start to, to struggle. But don't most colleges or universities or whatever you want to call it in America run amateur wrestling programs? I think they do. So I think it will always be okay. It has been eclipsed by MMA in the UFC, but I guess a spin on that is you could say, well, if you're a good amateur wrestler, you could have a career as an MMA fighter. And if you get to the top, you're going to be making millions and billions of dollars. So, you know, you can look at it either way. But yeah, over here in England, it's not a thing at all. When I was a kid, I wanted to do, uh, uh, I wanted to get into amateur wrestling. So I just like combat stuff, but there was nowhere that did it at all so that dream died uh shout out to rex35 has joined the channel that's always nice i'll explain that you can see a little join button below the the video right now essentially i think it charges you five dollars or something like that someone told me i could change that but i need to look into it i haven't had time but it basically matches the patreon five dollars so again patreon.com forward slash simon316 if you do have some money to spare and you'd like to financially support all my personal projects such as this that's where you do it but you can also become a member like rex35 has of the channel and because that's also five dollars i make sure you can join my weekly Q&As, which is one of the perks you get when you do become a Patreon member. And there's other perks as well at different tiers. You can get a t-shirt, you can come on the podcast, that's starting again this week, which will be nice after the new year. Uh, you can get postcards, you can get a personalized message. There's loads of stuff. It's all there, patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. Tom Talks Rappers in the Super Chat says, have NXT stars become what legends were in the Raw Rumble? Mm, no, I don't think they ever can be, especially not now they're on television either. Um, there's just... 
it's just not the same. Like if Edge comes back, people will go crazy. Even if John, I know we pulled the trigger early, but if John Morrison goes back, people would go crazy. If Keith Lee is in the Rumble, people will be excited and people will want Keith Lee to win, but it's not the same because we've seen him at Survivor Series. And if you're a hardcore WWE fan, you can just check him out as the same way you check anybody out on Raw or SmackDown. I think there was a case where that was true, especially when... Um, uh, Sean Spears, I can't remember his old name because I'm so used to Sean Spears, you know, Mr. 10, whatever the hell his name was. When he came out, people loved that. But no, I think it's changed. I think you need legends. The issue being, what legends do you even bring back? I mean, we had page rumors, edge rumors. Uh, you know, who I think I just mentioned someone else and now their name has escaped me. Booker T could be in it. I saw that the other day. I think it's in Texas as well, right? I think that's it. I think I'm correct. So he probably will be in it. Put Stevie Ray in it as well. Love to put Harlem Heat in it. Just do it. Uh, Polo Nigel, the super chat. Happy New Year, Simon. Belated. I think you've got one more day. I think the 15th of January is when you have to cut that off. But happy New Year to you as well, Polo Nigel. Who wins the Royal Rumble, male and female? I mean, it all depends on what happens in the Becky Lynch match. I've, I've said for a while, I assume that Shayna Baszler wins and we do Becky versus Shayna. I don't want to do that anymore because I'm invested in this in this, this Oscar storyline. But I don't think WWE is patient enough to hold that off for three months. So I will say Shayna Baszler wins. Unless they've got a deal with Ronda Rousey, then she will win. The men's one, I've thought for a while that it will be Roman Reigns. And I still think this. I think we are going to do Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 36. He's a SmackDown guy. which obviously, you know, somebody else will come in from the Raw side and take out Brock Lesnar. That's how you get your SmackDown and Raw Championship matches. So I will say Roman Reigns. And of course, there's a video up on What Culture right now uh, from a couple of weeks ago that will, um, yeah, get me, get you a, a bit more information on that. But I could change and I'll do a proper prediction show in a couple of weeks. But right now, gun to my head, Roman Reigns and Shayna Baszler. They are my picks. And let me know your picks in the uh, in the chat. Uh, AJ Parker in the Super Chat says, Simon, are you going to trash talk Sammy Callahan since he just lost the title? You could go the Sandlot route and tell him he wrestles like a girl, lol. Well, I'm not going to do that. Because as a 2020 male, there's nothing wrong with wrestling like a girl. A lot of girls wrestle really well. I know what you're saying. I'm only joking. Uh, but no, I did trash. We did ups and downs for Impact. Hard to kill yesterday. And I damn right I trash talked him. I trash talked him at the start of this episode. I would trash talk him every time I get an opportunity. Because in short, Sammy Callahan can kiss my ass. Like genuinely talking. The reason this match is happening is because he doesn't like what I... He doesn't like the fact that I'm half wrestler, half YouTuber. He doesn't think I should be allowed to sit here and... I don't even see myself as critique, critiquing other wrestlers. I mostly critique storylines and booking decisions. I never really rag on someone for having a bad match because I totally understand it. I have bad matches all the time. But he doesn't like it. He thinks I'm entitled. So the best way to, to shut him up is to you know get in a ring and prove that I ain't mucking around. And that's what we're going to do. Again, day before WrestleMania, Saturday before WrestleMania, down in Florida, Pancakes and Pile Drivers 4, Pro Wrestling Revolver. Probably could come out without an arm. But sometimes you've got to put yourself in the firing line to make a point. Uh, Ark of the Wild in the Super Chat. Always being incredibly nice. Thank you, Ark of the Wild. You are very generous to me, and you always have been. Hi, Simon and chat. Lucky shouting everybody out. Uh, I understand your point about a unified title, but if Brock was to win it, then we'd never see it. I feel like having one major title displayed regularly and another kept hidden is a good balance. I can't argue with that at all. You're, you're 100% right. Um, yeah, you, I can't, you, you, you are correct. There is no way I can spin that. Uh, it's a shame that that is the situation we find ourselves in. It's kind of why the Seth Rollins arc of 2019 was so crazy. He was meant to rescue the belt, and then we start this year, and it's just gone back to where it was. Although Brock is on Raw next week too, so that's three weeks in a row. I presume he'll be on the one after and then into the Raw Rumble, so that's a nice little change. 
But no, you are correct. If, if Brock Lesnar was to win both and we have no world title, that is worse. I would much rather have two in that regard as well. I wouldn't worry, but they're not going to unify the titles. They, they're very, even though they play fast and loose with it, I think WWE are very keen to keep this Raw Smackdown thing alive, especially now because one's on Fox and one's on USA. Um, I'm just talking about it from a purely fan point of view and what I like. I enjoyed it when we first did the brand split and we had a roaming world champion. I just thought it felt more interesting. I thought it, it you know, encouraged better feuds. I thought it allowed other people to step up, which it kind of has done, you know, inadvertently with the Andrade and Rey Mysterio. You know, they're going to have a ladder match for the US title next week on Raw. Talk about the death of pay-per-view. Imagine I told you, oh, was it a week or two weeks out next week from the Rumble? So that'd be the 20th. A week! It's the same week as the Raw Rumble. Imagine I told you we were having a US championship match for a ladder match. You think I was crazy, but that's the world we live in now. TV revenue is more important than... It's not even, we call it pay-per-views. When it comes to WWE, we mean the WWE Network. So, yeah, you know, we, we, we've we shifted across. I am excited about that, though. Did make me laugh on Raw when Rey Mysterio was like... Uh, Andrade and Zelina Vega were like, you're a criminal. And Rey was like, I... Not a criminal. It's like, right, it's just, that's like if I say you're a, you're a goat. It doesn't mean you're a goat. I'm just being a dick. I mean, the actual goat, not greatest of all time. Absolutely is one of those. Um, he's like, he's like, he, he's like, he becomes, <laughs> it's like he becomes a criminal just because somebody said it, but I don't care. Uh, I love that feud. I love, uh, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I hope Andrade wins. I think Andrade having a long US championship reign is far more interesting now than Ray getting it back. Although I did love Ray having it, but we'll find out. Dominic, he probably brings Dominic to the show and that goes wrong again because Ray Mysterio doesn't learn. Tom Talks Rabbits in the Super Chat says, will you be at WrestleMania this year? I absolutely will. I will be at WrestleMania this year. Obviously, I'm going out there to have a match at Pancakes and Pile Drivers. A few other surprises up my sleeve, but I won't spoil them just yet. And then, yes, of course, as I'm out there, we may as well go to WrestleMania, right? We may as well do it properly. And hopefully, we can do another live ups and downs from outside. Hopefully, we'll be there for Raw, too. I don't know what the plan is at the moment, but if I can, uh, I certainly win. I certainly will. A lot of people talking about Edge. I think we've t- have we touched on everything on Raw. Let me get my notes up just to, just to make sure. I always go, Braun Strowman wasn't on Raw. I'm like, yeah, because Braun Strowman's a SmackDown guy. I get that wrong all the time. Talked about AJ Styles and Randy Orton. OC got made to look like jobbers, didn't they? They got taken out pretty quick. Ricochet versus Mojo Rawley. That was a weird match. Ricochet just killed him. I didn't even pick up on it. Ricochet did dance a lot. And everyone's like, oh, why is Ricochet dancing? I kind of felt like he always danced. But I have been told, on the contrary, he does not. Anyway, it doesn't matter to me. He danced. So what? He's, he's an incredible performer. Who cares, right? So that was weird. And then Mojo Rawley won the 24-7 title later, as we talked about. Uh, we talked about Charlotte Flair and Sarah Logan. Uh, talked about Brock Lesnar and our truth. Absolutely wonderful. Talked about Rusev and Big Boy Bobby. <laughs> Viking Raiders, we've done. Becky Lynch and Oscar, we have done. And uh, and then, yeah, then it was just the, the, the main event stuff. I did like the main event. I just think they should have called it Last Man Standing. I think that would have been... I think WWE has got into this habit of now going building, 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 surprise, surprise, mystery, mystery. Then it's Lacey Evans or it's the OC or it's like, I love these guys, but because I see you every week on television, it's hard to pop massively because they just feel like they're part of the furniture. You know, if someone massive and unexpected comes out, that's when you start to believe in in what this actually could be. Solisto in the Super Chat says, The Fiend could definitely get the indestructible rub if Brock can't keep him down. I totally agree. A lot of people don't like that, Solisto. They think, you know, the no-sell thing doesn't work. You just got to buy into it. And you just got to make sure that you, you, you know, you believe in it enough so that other people can believe. And imagine Brock Lesnar struggled to beat him. I don't think we're going to get Brock Lesnar versus The Fiend. In my head, I just can imagine Lesnar not being into the kooky stuff. But if we did do it and we got the same kind of match, 
I bet people would react. You always get one guy going, I didn't like it. He's never going to like anything. That's the secret of him. He already hates it. All he wants is Vince McMahon to pick him and go, you are now in charge. And even then he wouldn't like his own stuff because he's incapable of liking. Uh, I would like to see it though. You know, all the, I don't think we've ever seen Brock Lesnar versus any variation on Bray Wyatt. I'm 99% sure that's true. So it would be a different match as well and different matches feel fresh. Uh, AJ Park in the Super Chat says, Simon, your wish could come true. Uh, the Royal Rumble is in Houston and both Booker T and Taker are from there. I was right. It would be cool for Texas wrestling fans to see those two square off against each other in the Royal Rumble. Now I really hope that happens. Or just remember, if it does, Simon Miller said it first. If we do end up with Undertaker Brock Lesnar 2 at WrestleMania, I haven't seen that anywhere else, probably because it's a really dumb prediction. You heard it here on Simon's Pro Wrestling Show, sponsored by Pins and Knuckles. Supported by Pins and Knuckles, I should say. They're just, they're just good dudes. They're just good dudes all around. Um, it was something else I just saw. And it got me thinking, and now someone says King Corbin will win. I can only imagine the meltdown. He'd probably get booed more than Roman Reigns did. That's the other question. If Roman Reigns does win the Royal Rumble, do we go back to Boo Town Central as we did in Philadelphia in 2015? Is it like Pavlovian conditioning that as soon as he's put back in that top spot, we just go boo, boo? I don't mind Roman Reigns being a top guy. I think Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt works in many ways. I just would rather Bray Wyatt won that match because I think Roman Reigns has got to the point where he's completely untouchable. Like He's a megastar. You can do whatever you want with him, where I still think Bray Wyatt needs some decent wins under his belt. Uh, but we'll see. That's my prediction. Ark of the Wild in Super Chat says, You quickly mentioned at the start of the show, but how crazy was Kevin Owens' parkour flip off the ramp? So creative. I mean, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. It was like a... It was like a damn skateboard. I watched it about five times. Like I saw... Uh, I got ups and downs done. So I watched it all. And then obviously the internet was, was being gift for days. So I watched it all there. Then I went back and watched it a couple more times because obviously I had DVR raw. I just... For a guy... Uh, look... Uh, but you, and what I mean is you expect that from a Rey Mysterio, from an Ali, from a, who else is flippy dippy, Ricochet. But for Kevin Owens to do it, brilliant. And Samoa Joe was badass in that match too. I loved it. I thought it was a really good six-man, whatever you want to call it, fist fight. I mean, Big Show is Big Show. I saw an interview with him the other day when I remembered, oh yeah, Big Show's the best person ever. When he talked about wanting to put other people over and using his career to, to, to help whoever his opponent is. So, you know, if he's going to do that, he's a valuable, he's valuable anyway, but he's more valuable to the company I loved it. Kevin Owens is a damn king. And I love this whole Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe mix. It just works. It just works. And we have seamlessly turned Samoa Joe into a baby face without having to go through anything convoluted. Like, I'm a good guy now. He's just doing what he, he's, he's got attacked by AOPs. And I was like, I'm going to kick your ass. And Anthony Taglin, Super Chat, also says, isn't Mark Henry from Texas too? Texas too? Yes, he is. Let's do all of that. Booker T, do it. Mark Henry, do it. The Undertaker, do it. Let's get all the Texas legends in there. There's probably some other people that we're not talking about, but I got no problem with that whatsoever. Um, as long as I don't win. I don't want Mark Henry to win the Royal Rumble. It would be preposterous, but I would, uh, I would certainly enjoy it, to say the least. Alexander Falkenstein, who has the best name ever in the Super Chat, says, Hey, Simon, wasn't there rumors that John Cena wanted to have a big role at Mania? Maybe he will be fighting The Fiend, if that is true. Look, I saw somebody fantasy book that John Cena comes out of the Royal Rumble, wins it, goes on to face The Fiend and wins his 17th world title. Alternatively, you do that with Brock Lesnar. I'm okay with it. Um, I know some people really are against it, but I like John Cena. I respect everything that John Cena has done. It makes for a really cool sort of three, four month story. Uh, I think WWE is going to do it anyway. You would get old fans to come back and watch, which is always the point. It's a business. 
So yes, I don't mind him beating the Fiend. I don't mind being beating the Undertaker, uh, the Brock Lesnar. I get it. I get you. He's going to go away again. So you're like, well, you've just ruined him. Which is why I'd rather it with Brock Lesnar. If someone said pick one, I would rather he got that victory because Brock is Brock. He's much like the other guys we've mentioned. He's like John Cena. He can do whatever he wants and it's fine. But I have come to accept, which is why I like Raw this today or yesterday so much i've come to accept that wwe at times is always going to rely on the short term rather than the long term and john cena being involved in an angle like that would do massive massive business um and i don't think he would come back and lose maybe he would but my gut says that the crowning moment would be the 17th world championship but we'll see we'll see look the point is when john cena came back at number 30 in that 2008 rumble people went crazy for him i think he has more love than he does now simply because he's been away and absence makes the heart grow fonder so i don't think there'd be there'd be too much backlash from it i honestly think that if john cena won the rumble there would be less backlash than if roman reigns won him just a complete gut feeling i have absolutely no idea if that's the case obviously it's just me spitballing uh but that's that's what i think i think that's raw right that's everything good show good show all around um not all round at all. There were some crazy bits in it. But no, I, I, it was really easy to watch this week. And again, I thought it ended with such a bang. Like I said, I'm going to do a video for What Culture about this later. To me, that was exactly what WWE should be trying to do each week. Makes you want to tune in next week. We're building a new star. That new star is interesting. Plus, other guys like AOP are benefiting from this. That's just ticking boxes all over the place. So, fair play, WWE. Like we're all we're all quick to jump on them when they do bad, but I think we should jump on them when they do good. Although I know there's always that he's already back. I thought it was all rubbish. Okay, well you shouldn't have watched it, <laughs> but you did, right? Let's go check if there's any news that we should talk about. Hard to kill. Like I say, all my opinions on hard to kill are up on what culture is best. You go there. I thought it was a decent pay per view. Um, you know, a lot of it. I know some people didn't like that uh, Madman Fulton Ken Shamrock match, but I was just so in awe of 55 year old Ken Shamrock. I was like, I don't have it in me to crap on him. I just don't. I think it's, he's almost 60 years old and he's doing that. Uh, I really like the Michael Elgin versus um, uh, Eddie Edwards match. That was awesome. Thought Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard was awesome. Uh, the only thing I'll say in reference to the Tessa Blanchard rumors is look, I'm not there. I don't know what the, the truth is and truth isn't. But obviously, any kind of bullying is the worst thing in the world. Well, up there with the worst thing in the world. I was bullied in school and absolutely hated it. We've done videos on it. It's not cool. We're human beings. We should be nice to each other. But from a wrestling angle, I thought Sammy Callahan versus uh, Tessa Blanchard was really, really good. And I loved Willie Mack versus The North. It sucks that Rich Swan is injured, so all the best to him. I hope that he's okay. Um, but I, and I get it. I get it. The double, uh, the, 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 the top rope, um, uh, what'd you call it? A Canadian destroyer was was stupid from a setup point of view, but we, I mean, man, if we're gonna do that, how do you pile drive anybody? How do you Irish whip them? How does someone just lay on the floor while they see you climbing to the top rope? It's pro wrestling. Uh, Impact, I think, is, uh, is I think Impact has more of a niche than some of the alternatives to WWE. It's just a shame that it's not blowing up as as they hope. And of course, the other rumor is that apparently Brian Cage is contract at Impact is up, and he's weighing up his options. Does he go to AEW? There was a you know a lot of the the news sites reported that as fact. Then Brian Cage's wife was quick out to say no, he hasn't signed with anyone, but it's wrestling, so you just never know. Um. I like Brian Cage. I like Brian Cage a lot. I don't know how he fares in AEW, but you could say that about a lot of guys right now because they are still finding their feet. Uh, I am excited about the DDP. Is the DDP six-way, the six-man tag this month, uh, this Wednesday? I can't wait to see that. I can't just DDP back in a ring. He's like 65? <laughs> Incredible. Uh, AJ Park in the Super Chat says, no, Simon, ABC, anyone but Cena. If he wins, we write. Look, I get it. I completely get it. I do. I understand. Um... Sometimes I just like buying into storylines for what they are. And I would pop for John Cena's return because I'm a wrestling nerd. 
and I would enjoy the story of him getting his 17th World Championship. I'm not saying that's the best thing to do overall. I'm saying if I just take it in the context that it was presented to me, I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be massively uh, massively disappointed. But yeah, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed Hard to Kill. I, I thought it was good. Uh, apparently, Brian Cage is injured too, so shout out to him. Other than that, I don't think anything apart from the Rusev stuff that we started the podcast with. You know, I don't, I don't think anything massive. I mean, the revival of the other ones—they left Twitter the other day, and that sent people crazy. It just sounds like they're trying to work out their futures. Their contracts are coming due, and I imagine they just don't want any, any rumors or anything like that going around. I assume that revival will leave. You know, they are hardcore to the bone tag team wrestlers, and there is just not that many. <sighs> opportunities to be a tag team wrestler right now they are basically be being used as comedy characters and obviously if they move to aew you know you're going to be put in a good spot because whether it be scu the young bucks the lucha brothers cody and dustin um yeah what they're called anarchy 2.0 that's not what they're called whatever uh angelico and jack evans are called i can't remember there's loads of tag teams basically i haven't even mentioned half of them that you can start like sean spears was going to start a tag team too so it's you know it would be it, it would be far better on the stuff we were just talking about as well booker t tweeted uh last night a picture of him in the gym still in the gym hashtag rumble ready i think he's going to be in it i think he's pulling a double red herring a double red herring i think he uh i think he knows what he's doing i look forward i I look forward to 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 seeing it all right so we've got about 10 minutes left before we all do go to what culture wrestling together we subscribe and we watch ups and downs and of course if you are joining me right now please do subscribe hit the subscribe button i desperately want to get to 100,000 subs because i'm just that kind of a guy but we'll do the last 10 minutes any question you got throw it in the chat Uh, i'll definitely answer any super chats and i'll try and grab loads uh, as i see but john gilhan that was weird sean gilhan in the super chat says is murphy joining seth a new angle for seth the messiah of mondays helps those who need it most could lead to a new great big stable i like that spin sean i like it a lot yeah why the hell not he's helping people you know he's helping new guys take over raw because he doesn't like the old guys as he said after survivor series when he went crazy now I don't, you don't want to go too big with it because remember the nwo got too big but i think you could probably add maybe one two more and they've all got to be new guys though so i mean if you look through the roster this is not going to happen but someone like mojo rawley i wouldn't be adverse to if it's going to help him in the long run and outside of that maybe you could get someone like a dana brooke it doesn't have to be all guys and there's probably that maybe ember moon could come back into that stable i think you kind of don't want to overdo it from that point because it can get a bit comical but that is a great way to look at it seth Rollins is now is picking and he's forming raw in his image which, as far as he's concerned, is going to be, you know, these bunch of dudes that we haven't seen much for. And I think that's really interesting. I really, really do. I have, I really, look, the Seth Rollins 2019 story, as we talked about, is a crazy one. But where we have ended up, I think Seth Rollins right now, his character work is better, his promo works are better. Don't know why he's wearing one glove like Michael Jackson, but I don't care. Don't know why when he talks to his friends, he stands in front of them and they stand behind him. But look, he's Seth Rollins, he can do whatever he wants. I do think at one point the Seth Rollins experiment as a baby face was working, but hey, it changed. That's wrestling. That's what the crowd does. And the fact that WWE jumped on that bandwagon, I think it's helped to no end. The returning authors of pain just justify that even more. And again, if we can add, yeah, Buddy Murphy and some other people, damn right. Damn right. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where we're going to go. And you could have a long-term storytelling there, a long-term angle, a long-term group that always acts as this like centerpiece of Raw. And that's only going to help us all. Sometimes, yeah, Raw can feel a bit all over the place and train wrecky, which I kind of like. But it's much better when it's not. So, you know, why not use this as the as the catalyst for all of that? Completely agree. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, AEW Bash at the Beach this week is a stacked card. It is. And in fact, because you brought it up, I will go and find the card. 
because that's just how this works. Are you going to have it? Is this going to have it? Yes, we have. We have the AEW World Tag Team number one contendership four-way match. Adam Cage and Kenny Omega. Take it on the Young Bucks. Take it on Proud and Powerful. Take it on the Best Friends. I mean, look, if you don't like those matches, fine. It's going to be brilliant. Pack versus Darby Allen. John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara. Sheeta and Statlander versus the Nightmare Collective. And of course, DDP, Dustin Rhodes, and Cutie Marshall taking on the Butcher, the Blade, and MJF. It's a good card. If you like AEW, that's a good card, as far as I'm concerned. So there it is. Shout out to William uh, Buna. I hope you get your name right. He's joined. He's joined the channel as well. A couple of guys joined the channel today. Make sure you keep an eye on the community feed. That is where I will post the Q&A. We usually do it on a Friday. Uh, yeah, so I'll make sure that you have access to get into that. Uh, Dan Lemley also says, I would love, in Super Chat, hand on the heart, I would love to see Revival versus the Lucha Brothers. I call, uh, Revival versus Lucha Brothers. Obviously, Revival versus Young Bucks. Uh, Revive versus Proud and Powerful. Revive versus Best Friends. They have great tag team. And also they bring something different. Like the AEW tag teams obviously have quite a high-flying style. They're grounded. They're old school. They, they are, I, I think it's the right place for them to go. But as we said about Marty Skeller earlier, they can do whatever the hell they want. You know, I, I don't get mad about stuff like that. Uh, I'm never making a joke about the Lucha Brothers not being brothers again, by the way. I did that on AEW Ups and Downs last week to get people. I trolled them. I know I'm an asshole. But I thought it'd be funny. Wasn't funny was not funny for me and the thousands of tweets that i got not doing that ever again but agreed dan absolutely agreed aj parker in super chat has retracted his statement about john cena and says i want cena if we get the doctor of thugonomics well you may do if wwe's worried about a backlash you put the doctor of thugonomics in there as we saw last year at wrestlemania with elias and it'll probably be okay so look i tell you man there's, there's ways and means there's ways and means i'm all right with john cena coming back i know that it sucks because he becomes the Rock or whoever else has just come back from nowhere for a WrestleMania run. But he did give us a lot of time. He wasn't a guy that took a lot of time off. So I kind of give him a free pass. Tom Talks Robinson Super Chat says, Murphy versus Seth would be a great match in future. And you can do that. Remember evolution. Take your time. Don't rush it. Make Belly Murphy the, um, uh, the Batista of the group. Make Seth Rollins the Triple H of the group. That was years ago. That was like 2004, 5, 6. I don't know when it was. That was a long ass time ago. Do it again. Long enough has passed where, unless you're a nerd like me, you can do it and no one will even know you're doing it. It worked then. It will work now. Take your time. Build it. Plant the seed. I'm all about planting the seeds. Please don't just cut that clip. It will sound bad. Ark of the Wild in the Super Chat says, the longer this drags out, the more I anticipate to be disappointed once we finally see what's in Rowan's cage. The problem we have now, I had this trouble on ups and downs. It just sounds like a euphemism. What's in Rowan's cage is not a good sentence. I'm the same with you. I don't even care. I know that sounds bad, but it's biting and it's throwing blood at someone. Like, what's it going to be? A kid? Hornswoggle? Alf? I'm stealing jokes from my ups and downs now. I'm with you. We've dragged it out too long. And let, but, uh, however, unless WWE has an amazing payoff. If it's got an amazing payoff, it doesn't matter. If it's got an amazing payoff, it'd be like, absolutely sweet. I'm... That, that's what, uh, but you know, gobbledygooker in an egg, again, hornswoggle, uh, Vince McMahon is the higher power. This is my way. May Young's hand. <laughs> this is my way. I want to be proven wrong. I just, I can't even fathom what is going to come out of there that is going to make me go flipping brilliant. And my other worry is that WWE doesn't actually know, which is why we've now gone 13 weeks, I believe, without learning. I may be exaggerating them, but I don't, I don't know. I got William's name right in as well. Which is good, William, because you joined the channel, and I would hate to. Which is why I'm just calling you William now, because I don't want to butcher it again. But I'll take that as a, as a win. Someone says you can have different tiers on YouTube membership, like on Patreon. All right, thank you very much. I will look into that. I didn't realize. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. Uh, and Michael Ellison has just thrown some money in the super chat. It's very kind. Thank you very much. 
Uh, hey, yo, new subscriber here. Could be Scott Hall. Do you think Joe Show and Owens would recruit Black to even the score with AOP and Rollins? I think there's the... There's the potential of doing that, but I also don't know whether we can just separate Alistair Black from Buddy Murphy now because he beat him three times and he didn't attack Alistair Black. I'm hoping this is a way to get Alistair Black, push him up the card. Buddy Murphy's time will come, but Alistair Black's time is now. So fingers crossed. Uh, Ryan Superchat says, what's your NF reaction? Huge fan. Thanks to you. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Yeah, I do do reactions on my channel from time to time. I try and pick and choose artists and songs I know I'm going to be passionate about because there's nothing worse than watching uh, a reactor who just shits on everything. I think that's pointless. So I'm glad you liked it. And when NF's new album comes out, I promise I'll react to more songs. Really like NF. Um, you know, when I started learning about hip hop last year, he was just one dude that really stood out to me. I'm a big fan. Uh, Christopher Sermons, the super chat says, no one is able to stop the stable until the devil is provoked. Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins, the devil versus the Messiah. Christopher, my friend, you should probably work for WWE creative. Uh, they will probably steal that line to promote whatever pay-per-view this happens on. It would be pretty good. And look, if we are trying to raise Alistair Black's profile, you put him against someone like Seth Rollins. And really, he beats somebody like Seth Rollins. Because if you do that, everyone then starts going, oh, Alistair Black's a big deal. He beat another guy that I already see as a big deal. So Chris, you get a salute. It's a very good idea. Anthony Tagler in Super Chat says, does this Seth stable have a name yet? If not, what should it be? And I love my, love you, Simon. You're by far my favorite YouTuber. And I enjoy all your matches as well. I can't wait to see you in Tampa. Thank you, T-Dog. You're very kind. And you're very supportive. I appreciate that. Uh, kind of humbled me a little bit. Crazy to think I could be... I've seen the YouTubers out there. There's some big ones. So uh, that means a lot to me. But no, it doesn't. What could Seth Stable's name be? I guess they're going to tie it into a lot of the rhetoric they've already been using. So something about Savior. Seth's, Seth's save, Savior. Seth's Savioring. No, this is bad. This is bad. Ideas in the chat. Just throw them in there. One or whatever word it is. But just spam it and I'll read out the best ones. Uh, Simon, what do you think Rowan has in his cage? I don't know. I don't, honestly, I promise you. I've got some ideas on ups and downs. It goes live in four minutes, but they're all jokes. Bad jokes at that. Even I watched it back and went, yeah, Simon, I think you missed with those, but <laughs> never mind. Uh, Tom Talks Robinson Super Chat says, more weekend content, please, please, please. I uh, should do weekend content. Let me know what you'd like. Let me know. Uh, if you're a, a YouTube frequenter, not a word. Well, it is, but not in that sense. Whatever. On Saturday and Sunday, let me know what you'd like. Again, my whole goal with my channel this year is try to give things that the audience wants and that I enjoy. I think it's important to have that balance. But yeah, if you want weekend content, just Simon, I want this. Simon, I want that. And, I, and I'll do what I can. Uh, Sean Gearhorn in the Super Chat says, I want Black to jump Andrade after the ladder match next week. Yeah, that works. That That's a nice build as well. Alistair Black becomes US champion. That's what we used to do. Has a feud for a bit, then loses the belt, then moves up to world champion states, right? Slowly build him up the ladder, not rushing it, letting the fans buy in, letting the fans react to when you hear the start of his music, like you're like, oh, it's Alistair Black. He's got a cool entrance. I love his lower thirds that look different from anybody else. He carries himself in a certain way, but you've got to give the process time. Him as US champion is good. He's going to have amazing matches with Andrade. Eventually, he can lose it. Don't forget, Stone Cold Steve Austin never lost the IC title. Just gave it to The Rock. I went, screw you. I want to go after bigger things. And we all accepted it. I mean, you probably could have done that a bit better. But there's always ways and means. And that's what I mean. And that's my point. And amazingly, we've come to the end of the show. That was a quick hour. 
I enjoyed that. Isn't it nice to be positive and upbeat about wrestling? Uh, so I'll just throw a few of the promotional things out there again. Again, Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. Come follow me. Come say hello. Come do whatever you want, especially on Instagram. Instagram seems to be this massive deal now. I'm doing all right on Instagram, but I could do better. So if you are an Instagrammer, please do come and find me. You can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward to Simon316. There's a link in the description below. Again, loads of different tiers at loads of different prices. Don't worry if you can't. If you can't, I understand how hard finances can be. Just subscribe to my channel. That's all I ask. I really want to get to 100,000 subscribers because pointless numbers make me happy. It's just true. Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com as well and Pins and Knuckles merch, always uh, sponsoring the podcast, which I appreciate. And thank you from the bottom of my heart to everyone that did the super chat today. Again, all this money goes back into allowing me to do this. I'm a freelancer by trade, blah, 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 blah. But, it, you know, just uh, everything costs money to, to a certain extent. Uh, other than that, though, yeah, head over to What Culture Wrestling right now. If you've never subscribed to them before, please do. We will do ups and downs live. You can see what I gave Raw. Did I like it? Did I not like it? I mean, there's been massive spoilers in this episode. But, um, you know, someone says I should react to our truths music. I should. He released an album. I tell you who else released an album. I think a video went up on WWE's channel or a different YouTube channel. Leo Rush has released music as well. And Sasha Banks is recording a rap album. I like it. I like it when people diversify. I think it's cool. Uh, Red Wolf in the Super Chat. Oh, man, he's gone in big. He's gone in big. I feel the Rowan thing is going to pay off big. Hey, man, I hope you're right. You know, sometimes when I criticize Raw, sometimes people think well, he's being too negative. Nah, man, I want to be proven wrong massively because it means I'm going to enjoy the show more. Ain't nothing wrong with that. AJ Park in the Super Chat says, Simon, did you get my tweet about Luca Jersey RIP? No, I didn't, my friend. Can you send it to me again, literally as soon as I'm done? Because then it'll be top of my Twitter and I will have a look. Uh, no, I, I don't think I saw that at all. I apologize. Uh, sometimes my Twitter can be a little bit nuts, but I never like to miss tweets. So yeah, sorry about that. And ain't the <laughs> T-Dog is going to finish the, the, the show off amazingly. Favorite season of the British Baking Show. I'm going to assume you mean the Great British Bake Off. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what my favorite season was. I watch it kind of sporadically, but I do really like it. Why it's fun to watch people baking cakes, I will never understand. But it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why. Shout out to the Great British Bake Off. They can bake far better than I can. I wouldn't know what I was doing. Thank you so much to everyone that has tuned in. Uh, well, in case you're interested, we will be back tomorrow when we live stream a fitness video. Don't know what it's going to be about, but people have asked for fitness thing. It's going to be a list, and I'll just give you my thoughts and uh, feelings on some stuff. We'll be back on Thursday, 1 p.m. GMT, to do another wrestling show. And then Friday, we're going to do something else. What it's going to be, I don't know. But again, thank you for giving up your time to spend it with me. A uh, quick shout out to Tom Talks Rubbish in the Super Chat. His thoughts on NXT TakeOver Blackpool 2. I thought it was great. I thought Eddie Dennis especially had a good showing. I felt like it was a bit of a coming of age thing. Uh, Tyler Bate is absolutely ridiculous. Jordan Devon is ridiculous. Uh, I thought Walter versus Joe Coffey was good. Overall, I did, those guys kill themselves and more power to them. The ladder match was nuts. I know some people had some criticisms, but I, I thought they killed it. And Anthony Taggle finishes today's show off in the Super Chat where says, Paul Hollywood is top class. Shout out to Paul Hollywood. Come on the show if you want. And I will see you over on What Culture Wrestling if you're watching this live. And if you're on the podcast, I'll chat to you soon. Yeah.